Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is in celebration of fathers. To all the dads out there, happy Father's Day. Hey, thanks, Noah. That's my grandson. Well, I have a couple more special friends today that are going to be helping to celebrate Father's Day. So let's give a listen. I love this one with my dad. Happy Father's Day. Dad, you always know how to make me laugh. Thank you for always supporting and looking out for me. With love, Rebecca. This is Alex, and I love my dad because of his humor and his great leadership skills. I like to go to Disney World with Dad, and I like to go camping, and I also like to play ball and go to frozen yogurt. It's really fun going there with Dad. My name is Annalise. Father's Day reminds me each year of how fortunate I was for having a wonderful dad. When I was a little girl of three, my daddy would call us to the car when it was time to leave for Sunday morning church. I knew my spot. I always sat directly in the middle of my parents on the front seat. It never dawned on me that I would be anywhere except next to my daddy. It wasn't good enough that I was seat belted in next to him, but I had to be so close to him that I would crowd him. It felt safe there. It was comforting there. It was where I wanted to be right next to my dad. My father was a kind and patient soul. He would say to me, Kathleen, honey, you can't be quite so close because daddy needs to be able to drive the car. I'd scoot over just a smidgen as he would start up the old Chevy and lead the way to our little blue church. As the years passed, my father was always there providing a sense of security for me and my three girls. And I think back to how many times I looked to him for wisdom, guidance, and comfort. As I grew up into a young married mom of three girls, just living life, there was always a situation where I needed my dad. But the hardest of times came for me during a devastating divorce. I had never experienced such a grief and I could not find my way out of the fog. My father brought comfort in these words as he said, I am so very, very sorry for you, Kathy. Your mom and I support you 1000% and we will be there with you in about seven hours. My parents lived nine hours away. A few weeks after their visit, I went to Iowa with the girls to visit my folks where just like a little kid again, I climbed into my old childhood bed and tried to forget the pain. My father knew that I was experiencing the deepest level of sadness, anger, and grief that I had ever known. And he knocked on the door to say that he and mom We're going to take the girls out for breakfast. Did I need anything? Oh, I remember it. It was awful. I couldn't speak. I clung to the blankets and I bawled like a baby. I just looked at my dad. Once again, he quietly sat at the end of my bed like I was a little child. And he said he was so sad for what I was going through. And then I looked up to see him crying. Many years later, I sat at the end of my father's hospital bed as he was dying. He looked at me. He smiled through the tubes and the beeps of the hospital machines. He said, Kathleen, 
You know the greatest thing I ever did while I was here? No, Daddy, I asked. What was it? I thought maybe he'd talk about the invention of the grenade launcher he created for Honeywell to assist our soldiers in the Vietnam War, or the 25 plus years of teaching students, or how he started several church plants. But instead, my father said the words that I will never forget. He said, I always believed that I was put on this earth to be a dad, your dad, your brother's dad, your sister's dad. I was just here to be a dad. I wept like a baby. In the moments of wondering if there was any way that someone else could understand my grief, I grew up knowing and feeling that comfort, that sense of safety inside the arms of my earthly father. But how much greater is the love for us that our heavenly father has to offer? That love for my dad helped me begin to see the love that God has for me. Scripture tells us in 1 John 3, 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. You may have had a fabulous father like I did, one who stood by you, supported you, cheerleaded you on, or maybe your dad wasn't like that and wasn't someone you want to remember or think about. But here's what I know. No one will ever love you like God. No one will ever know you like God. And no one will ever be a father to you like God. For tonight, I am relishing in the fact that I had an amazing earthly father and that helped to shape and mold my thoughts and feelings towards my heavenly father. Well, tonight's guest for this Father's Day show is Dr. Ryan Walker. Ryan owns a private practice specializing in endodontics, a root canal dentist in St. Joseph, Missouri, and has been married to his wife, Jeannie, for the past 18 years. Together, they have six wonderful children. Dr. Ryan writes for our magazine, Your Best, and for the Best Life Ministries newsletter. Welcome, Dr. Ryan. Hi, Kathy. Thank you for letting me be a small part of your radio program. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. Ryan, this week we are celebrating Father's Day with our listeners. Happy Father's Day to you. As a dad of six children, I know you have some wonderful tips and helpful encouragement for our listeners today. So let's launch into some questions. Ryan, you have six children. How do you and Jeannie stay organized with all of the children's events and day-in, day-out living? Well, Kathy, I think the biggest thing that uh, we have to have in this instance is good communication uh, between my wife and I. And I will say that I am blessed with a wonderful wife. Jeannie does a great job of coordinating all of the schedules as far as who needs to run where for which practice and which lesson and where the games are at and in reality I just uh, I keep my work schedule completely separate from hers she knows that I'll be there unless she tells me otherwise and then she actually lines out where I will be running on each each day after that and then you know creatively we do try to alternate where we might be so that we are getting to spend time with each of the kids at any given event doing different things and then in the end it, it really I've found that it's boiled down to just a need for us to uh, be sensitive to, to what is actually beneficial for our family I think I've noticed that even as our kids are getting older that the world could run us you know more and more ragged and to an extent the experience is beneficial but uh, to a point, I think uh, you have to kind of decide what is actually best and what serves the Lord most appropriately for your given family. So we are probably in a little bit of a state of a transition in in really praying and, and seeking what the Lord's will is for our family and how busy He really wants us to be. 
I love that because I think today's family really is juggling exactly that. The balance of how much is too much, what's good for your children, what do we do that invests in who they're going to become, and yet, you know, how do we fit it all in? And I, I love the fact that you're giving Jeannie some great credit, Ryan. So thank you for doing that because the truth is, you know, we work together as a husband and a wife. We're a team and, you know, it's, it's always great when you're working together. So I love that. Where do Absolutely. you guys find your energy with your busy job? Obviously, you know, you're a root canal dentist. That, that sounds kind of um, overwhelming to me and wonderful. Um, and you, I know that you're very involved with your church. And, you know, how do you guys balance the needs of your kids with that? You know, just looking at and praying. You said you're praying about your schedule, but how do you guys figure out balance? Well, you know, Kathy, God truly does give us just enough strength for the day, and I know that, I mean, that's a convenient verse to use, but we know that that's true. But you know how that plays out on a regular basis? I've found, now that I'm 40, which I consider that getting up to middle age here, you know, I'm making sure that I'm getting plenty of rest, and and that sounds silly, but there's no more 1 o'clock writing sessions for me, or, you know, I'm just not staying up that late, just making sure there's a little bit of rest. And then Jeannie and I are really just trying to be efficient with our time. And and that doesn't mean that we're trying to cut out the quality of our time. We're actually just trying to make sure that we are we are spending quality time as it applies as this applies to the balance of the needs of our children because there may may be a particular week where one of the children is struggling with something at school, whether it's a relationship issue or a spiritual issue or whatever the case may be, but we've just found that it's that that may be the time where we need to pull away from some of the other things and spend special time doing that. And uh, so the needs change on a, on a week-to-week basis, but but the overlying theme stays the same. That we're just trying to honor God with our with our schedules as far as the strength. I I have never had too much strength at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm still looking for that little surplus that God's going to leave me with where I can, uh, where, that I can use, but I haven't, I haven't had any leftover yet. So. Okay. I love that. Well, I'm looking for some of that leftover as well. So if you figure it out, let me know. As a family, Ryan, tell me about this. Um, I know that with different age kids, how, how old, what's the age ranging of the six kids that you have? Well, Faith is 14, and she's almost 15. And then our baby, Hudson, is two and a half. So it's a fairly broad range. So we have the 14-year-old, the 11-year-old, 9-year-old, 6-year-old, who's almost 7, and then the let's see, 4 and the two and a half. Wow. So that's a big range. So what I want to know, and I know the listeners will want to know today, is what do you guys do for fun? What What do you do when you're looking to have fun together as a family? Well, we our first go-to thing would be to head out to the farm. That's the place that you've already been, because we do really just enjoy being together. The boys have their four-wheelers out there. We'll, we will spend quite a few summer days just out there, even just family work projects that we'll be you know, just spending the day, just getting dirty and and accomplishing a task, and then you know, usually get get the grill fired up and have some cheeseburgers. Just 
just something very simple. But if we're getting a little bit fancier, we love to be out on the water. So that's something that it doesn't matter if anybody else is with us. We can just load our family up and go to a lake, or we like going down to the Lake of the Ozarks. That's on on the top of our list. But when it's really possible, the the absolute most fun thing we've ever done is just go hang out at the beach. Wherever, and we don't even really care what beach we go to. But last year we got to go to Destin, Florida, and that was about the best time I can remember us spending together as a family because we literally just sat and just played, chased crabs, whatever we did. And mm-hmm. it was so simple, but it was just such a, a wonderful time for the family. And so we're hoping to do that again. Oh, I think that's wonderful. Today's family, I think, really struggles with the fact that we have so much incredible technology. And so I love hearing that you guys are just doing fun and simple things. You know, out at the farm, when we were able to stay there, our Best Life Ministry staff went to St. Joseph, Missouri, and presented a conference at a church there. And Ryan and Jeannie were so gracious to let us stay at this fabulous farm that they have. And what a blessing it was. And incredibly fun, restful, peaceful place. So I love thinking about the kids there um, playing and you guys enjoying your time. But I think people really struggle with all of the technology we have, which they think, great, that's going to keep us connected. And I really believe more and more that technology is really, you know, making us separate. I mean, it's really, it does, it divides families because the kids are busy with video games, the kids are busy with whatever they're wanting to do um, online, YouTube, whatever. And it really is a distraction from just putting things aside, like you said, and headed to the beach. I love that. And especially you're in Minnesota, good grief, we've got one down every road, you know, so it's it's a little different from where my folks were from, Iowa, or even from Missouri. So I think that's wonderful. So you mentioned to me a while back in one of your articles that you wrote for us that you have a daughter-daddy date night. And I think that's so neat. And I wanted to just have you explain a little bit what that's about so that you can give an idea for other dads who are listening to the show tonight. Well, I, and it's not anything that I've created, of course. It's it's a pretty common practice. But I just like the idea of not only modeling what a good husband or spouse, I guess, in this instance, instance looks like in just even in respect and how you would treat another person woman or i guess a a man if it were the boys that were that were watching what i was doing but i I think it gives them a good idea of how they should be interacting i think it also is just a time that i can treat them as a time that i can be alone with them whether we're going out to eat or whatever we're doing that that we can just have some really meaningful, maybe, you know, more eternal, impactful conversations than just the casual, just the casual thing. So it, uh, it is kind of evolving. My 14-year-old is getting to that, I would say, that socially awkward phase where she kind of almost doesn't feel comfortable in her own skin, and then dad's around, and she gets even a little bit more introverted. But it was so funny, even picking her up from school today, I said, you know, Faith, if I get done with this interview, I would sure love it if I could just take you 
out to eat and we could spend a little time talking about your school year and she said hey dad as long as food's involved i'm all in so <laughs> I, I figured it. out how she ticks now she just That's wants great. me to take her treat her to a good meal and then you know the 12 year old still she just loves it and lily is my nine-year-old and she is just my little precious girl that always wants to be doing whatever it is with her dad so she'll be the one that'll already be snuggled over in the truck you know riding with me in the middle seat and then she's holding my hand into the restaurant, and then she sets on the same side as I do whenever we go in. So it, it kind of looks different with each of the girls, but it still has proven to be possible even for the, you know, the older, the older, um, the older sister we've been able to get her out. And, uh, and so I look forward to that. I think that's, that's something that I can continue to do until they're married and gone away from the house and I can't get to them. So. That's so great. And what about the guys? What do you do with the boys, Ryan? Well, boys don't, they, they like to eat, but you know what, if I asked, and that's just something, we had our kindergarten graduation this morning, so I asked, I said, Ethan, I knew I was going to be doing this interview, and Ethan's my oldest son, and I said, well, you know, what are we going to do this year for fun? And he said, well, aren't we going to build something? And I said, yeah, we should build something, and you know, he just wants to work, and he just loves creating things, and he just loves, you know, dirt and shovels. He's in heaven, that's and so you know, not really in heaven, but he—that's—that's that's where he wants to be. Sure. And if we can be pulling weeds, planting trees, using his metal detector, and riding four wheelers, all three of the boys are now old enough where they just really enjoy that. So that's they're, so great. they're great help, and it, and it is quality time. But I don't get too distracted with the project at hand because it, at any moment they find a snake or a turtle or something, and. We could probably be derailed chasing after that thing for an hour and a half. So it's not just their time to come do what I'm doing. I try to do what they're doing as well in that. So I love it. We, we I, have a great time. For I love sure. yes. I love that the boys and the girls are you know totally different. What makes them happy? Um, that That's makes the way. Them, yeah, God has made them exactly, that way for sure. Exactly. Definitely so, different. So I know that you guys are really good about being concerned about your kids in prayer and devotions and setting up a time to create good deep roots for Christianity for them to be Christ followers. Ryan, if you could tell our listeners tonight one thing that you think about with building into your children um, a great deep faith, what would you tell people? My primary, my go-to concern, the, the main thing that I'm doing, I'm, I really am truly just simply praying that God is gracious to draw them to himself. And that's not even, I'm not even saying that as being silly. I, you know, we want it for our kids. We're, I'm just praying that he draws them to his side because that's the only way that they're going to come to faith in Christ as if God draws them. And as far as, you know, as far as uh, the practicality of knowing God, that I just want them to know that what I think is important are the things that God thinks are important. I really don't even want to come up with any creative ideas for life. I just really want to live a life in tune with God actually physically granting me the desires of my heart so that uh, so that I really don't have to be clever with them, that I don't have to try to use some sort of a child psychology to bring them alongside me. I just want them, I want it to be important to me, and I want them to see that. And that's, and my hope is that that really draws them to the Lord just by action. That's wonderful. So, 
if that makes any sense. It makes great sense, Ryan. Well, we're going to be back with Dr. Ryan after this beautiful song called Legacy by Nicole Nordeman. Listen to the words as they encourage you to make the most of each day for God so that you can be remembered as someone who made a difference, a difference for good, a difference for God. Let's listen. I don't mind if you got something nice to say about me. I enjoy an accolade like the rest Take my picture and hang it in a gallery Of all the who's who's and so-and-so's That used to be the best at such and such It wouldn't matter
listeners, if you're tuning in tonight, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth, and we're chatting with Dr. Ryan Walker, a doctor specializing in endodontics, which is root canal. Dr. Ryan is a gifted writer for our ministry and a dad of six kids, so we're happy to have him here with us tonight for our Father's Day show. And in closing, Dr. Ryan, just tell us, what is one thing that you can recommend to fathers that would be encouraging them to be their best? I think the absolute most important thing a father can do is to concentrate on his relationship with God first. I think the thing, the things as a father, the, the things that I think of God, my relationship with the Lord, my adoration of God, those are, those are the things that form who you are. Those are the, the things that transform you into a godly father. And I really want to be a, a dad that doesn't just try to pass down some sort of a faith that I have just by showing them the church that I go to or showing them where the Bible sits on the stand at night. I really want to be a father, and I think we should all be encouraged to be fathers that want to actively take our children's hand and walk them to the place where God is, if that's a correct way of of saying that. But to me, living a life in the presence of God continuously is the most important thing that I can do for my children, because if you don't have that, then really all of all of the planning, all of the uh, best practices and the best help, book, best help books, and they just don't amount to anything if you yourself aren't walking with God. So I make that my first priority. Well, that was Dr. Ryan Walker from St. Joseph, Missouri. Thanks, Ryan, for being with us tonight, and blessings to you and your family from us at Best Life Ministries. Thank you, Kathy. You guys have a happy Father's Day. You too. Here are a couple more of our friends to help us celebrate today. Hi, Dad. I love you because you're patient with me and you take me to stuff like shooting sports. I hope you have a happy Father's Day. Love you, Greta. My name is Jack, and I love my dad because he protects me and loves me. I love you. I like you when you play trucks with me. My name is Hayden. I love my daddy because he makes me breakfast for dinner. My name is Jack. My dad had an incredible gift of wisdom, and I love the verse James 1.5 because it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. For me, it was really easy just to run up to dad and say, I need help. What should I do? And so tonight, I'm going to share with you the top five things that my daddy taught me about wisdom. Here we go. Number one. What you know is right at the top. Sometimes when dad would ask me something, I'd think about it and think about the correct answer. Because he was a college professor, he always wanted us to learn. And finally, one day he'd say, Kath, you don't need to think so deeply about the answer. What's at the top is what counts. So don't think so hard. What's at the top is what matters. Number two, people are who they are. Sometimes after years and years going by, I would just start complaining about somebody acting the same old way. My dad would say, Kathy, it's just how people are. People are who they are. It's by the grace of God that we ever change. Number three, if you really listen to people, you'll hear them. This is my favorite. My dad was a firm believer that to get anywhere in life, you had to be a good communicator. My nickname was Chatty Kathy. 
Dad would say, Kathy, if you just stop talking and you really listen to a person, you focus on everything they're saying, you will hear them and it will be all the way deep into their soul so that you will be able to see their motivations. Number four, whatever you do, do your best. My daddy was talented in many ways, a teacher, a gunsmith, speaker, watchmaker, engraver, and an inventor. But he always taught us kids that whatever we were going to do, we should put everything that we have into it, and God would bless our efforts. Number five, always use your talents. People would be calling me all the time to sing or play the piano, and at times I would say, oh, I don't want to do it. My mom and dad would sit me down and they would say, Kathleen, we paid that dollar a lesson for your piano. You better get out there and use that gift. Yes, I said a dollar. Can you believe it? Back when I was taking lessons, that's what it cost. Mom and dad would say, you need to use your gifts and talents. And when you do, you're helping people. And that's the greatest part of life. Maybe tonight you're listening and you have a great father. I am so happy for you. Pick up the phone and call him and tell him you love him. Maybe you're listening tonight and you have a broken relationship with your dad and you're thinking you're never going to forgive him. Perhaps he made bad choices. I'm telling you tonight, don't hold grudges or anger. It just keeps you in a prison that you don't need to be in. Maybe you're listening tonight and your father has passed on like my daddy. Let's remind each other of the good memories that we have in our hearts and our minds of how they were a part of who we are. So let's close tonight and check in with some of those friends I've got. Hi, my name is Henry and I love my dad because he goes with me to boys camp and he loves me and I love you, dad. My name is Henry and I love you. Bye. Let me pray with you tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to pray for the dads who are listening to our show. I pray that you would give them courage to stand up for what they believe in and courage to raise their children. I pray that you will give them wisdom in how to lead their families in the day in and day out world they live in. And tonight I pray for those who are wounded from their fathers. I pray that you would heal and restore their souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy Father's Day, listeners, and blessings to you. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Tune in next week at 6.30 p.m. on our station, KSCR 93.5 FM. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.